Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Money and me on your money only on Money FM 89.3. Today on Money and Me, we take a closer look at the overall performance of Singapore REITs. Now, the iEdge's REIT index has displayed resilience for the first half of 2022, generating flat total returns. During the period, the S REITs and property trust sector in Singapore saw 359 million Sing dollars of net institutional outflows and 447 million Sing dollars of net retail inflows. Hospitality trusts diversified. S-REITs and some industrial and retail S-REITs were among the top performing S-REITs in the first half of 2022. But while the first quarter of the year was largely driven by hospitality trusts and the reopening theme, performance was mixed in Q2 of 2022. So to tell us more about his second half 2022 outlook for Singapore REITs and what investors should know when REIT picking in this inflationary environment, let's welcome on the show Mr. Kenny Lowe. Read specialist and independent financial advisor. Hello, Kenny. Hi, Melissa. Okay. Now, um, give us an overview of how the Singapore REITs market has fared so far, you think, this year? Yes. So far, year-to-date performance for Singapore REIT is minus 6.5%. But if you are looking at the long-term two-year uh, trend uh, based on the FTSE STV index itself, Basically, this uh, re-index, they are still moving a sideways between the support at about 800 points and the resistance at 890 points, which is about a 10% range. And if you include the average dividend yield uh, for the whole air street market itself, about 6.5%. So net is zero, uh, zero that means not making any gain or not making any mm-hmm. losses, mm-hmm. which is quite good during this period in the volatile market because you can see that compared to other indices like the Dow Jones, S&P 500, Hong Kong, Hansing Index and other emerging market index itself, uh, which is pretty uh, volatile and also down many and many percentage. Mm-hmm. So Singapore REIT in general is resilient mm-hmm. and also defensive for the time being. And and one thing to note that based on the technical analysis, the S REIT index has been tested the 800 support for close to five times. So this support level is very critical for us to monitor moving forward. And this mm. coming earnings season will really determine whether the S3 index can stay above the 800 points or that this 800 support will be broken. Mm-hmm. If the 800 support be broken, probably we see a next phase down. But mm. if this 800 support is supported and also the, the earnings coming out, it looks good, who knows, he may uh, trigger the rally. Mm-hmm. Going back to earlier, right, what you said about how it's actually kind of, you know, maintaining itself. Right, no gain, no loss. Uh, the REIT market. Um, are you referring to comparison in the past with the past year, with 2021, or are you comparing also with the last few years' performance? Yeah, basically, uh, comparing us to especially after the the rebound from the COVID period. Right, right. Okay, but if we would compare it with pre-COVID uh, performance, how is it looking? Well, if you compare to pre-COVID, we still have not back to the pre-COVID level yet. Now, if we assume that uh, maybe for the next one year, everything you back to the normalization mm. and we are going back to the full uh, economy recovering, mm-hmm. basically, mm-hmm. I think there will be another 10 or 20 more percent upside potential just basically right. based on the pre-COVID right. level. Right. So, right. so personally, I feel that the upside potential is there. Mm. And at the same time, in terms of 
but the price to book uh, valuation for the whole risk sector itself is 0.92, which is uh, undervalued based on mm, the valuation model. Mm, mm, mm. Okay, but of course, you know, we know that in the basket of SREs, there are different, different types, right? <laughs> right, and different, different, so you know, counters in there. How would you rank them? Um, maybe I, I know you probably can't talk about particular uh, counters at this point in time, but how would you rank them in terms of uh, performance when we talk about sectors, SREs sectors? Yeah, clear winner for this year. Hospitality sector, okay. no doubt. Okay. Right? But host- hospitality sector basically raises a hospitality trust, escort resident trust, far east hospitality trust, CDR hospitality trust. They are performing quite well this year, mm. except the ARA hospitality trust. So the performance in the hospitality sector is not the same for different week itself, but in general, they are the leader. They are the only sector which we can see some significant gain this year in terms of the price and also uh, the recovery in the dividend. And the second better performing sector would be the retail sector with the exposure in Singapore. I mean, in Singapore mm, only, mm, right? Mm. There are three REITs have the exposure in, in Singapore, uh, Capital Land Integrated Commercial Trust, mm. Fraser Central Point Trust, and also Suntech REIT. The other uh, retail uh, sector in other countries, they are not performing as good. The worst sector uh, year to date would be the data center and also the U.S. commercial office sector. The worst performance? Yeah, the worst performance. Why? Right? Why would, yeah, that's, that's what I'm curious about. Why are the data centers not performing as well, given that in the past two years at least, right, and then up to, you know, a good amount of the first couple of months uh, this year, data centers are very much relied upon, right, given all that, you know, uh, everything going online, everything being virtual. virtual. Yeah, actually it surprised me as well. If you look at the future growth, data center is one of the areas that uh, pro- probably have a lot of uh, uh, good potential mm. uh, because of the digitization of the economy and yes. also rolling out of 5G network and those things. But if you look back at the fundamental, let me say on the valuation itself, data center actually is trading much higher valuation compared to other risks. Right. And probably this is basically a... Uh, Everything is a, is a mean reversal. You have mm. to really go back to the basic, go back to the fundamental when it becomes too overvalued. Mm. And and at the same time, I think that maybe there are some of the sector rotation within the REIT itself. Uh, they rotate to the retail sector and also rotate uh, uh, to the hospitality sector from the industrial sector. You, if you look at it compared two years ago during the COVID year 2020, the industrial sector was the best, best performer. Now this year, the industrial sector is also, they are not so good and also not so bad. Uh, of course, the whole basically the whole industrial sector itself, they are they are still trading uh, in the negative performance. Mm, 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 mm. So, so it sounds like what I'm interpreting from what you've just said is that the data center is, uh, you know, data center reads right are undergoing a sort of a bit of a price correction, and that perhaps you know we could wait a little while before going in for for these reads. Right, that's right, that's right. Okay. I, I'm, I'm looking at individual data center read as well. If you compare to the five-year price to book uh, data valuation, mm. some of that is traded uh, below the minus one standard deviation or mm. minus two standard deviation mm, 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 away from the mm. average uh, price to book. Mm. Mm. So, okay, now going back earlier to what you said that hospitality and retail REITs are the clear winners so far this year, right? But what about the second half of the year? Because all they're opening up, at least for Singapore side, and actually, in fact, the rest of the world, you know, people have, I would think, taken that very much into, you know, uh, consideration already. So for the second half of the year, do you still see these as the key or the leading performers among REITs? What other sectors are you, are you uh, also eyeing? 
Uh, personally, I feel that the hospitality sector probably will be taking a pause uh, mm. in the second half mm. year because I believe that the price has already moved ahead on the uh, optimism of a re- reopening. Right. So probably this coming earnings season, which is going to start in, in this month, will give us some insight whether they are stabilizing in terms of review recovery or continue to charge above. Personally, I find that there will be a stabilization in terms of EPO. The reason being is China has not opening up yet. Mm. Right, and mm. we really need the China tourists to really come up from this world to come to Singapore mm. to shop, to visit, <laughs> and to, to some other yes. country. Then, yes. then because the rest of our country, the the tourism all depends on China tourists. Yes, that's true. That's true. Right, until the China opens out, I don't mm. think the hospitality sector will have a full recovery. Okay, but as an investor itself, we don't wait for things to happen. We have to anticipate. Mm. Uh, uh, before things happen mm-hmm, so that mm-hmm. we can benefit from it. Okay, so still some upside to go for hospitality, uh, at least, you know, hospitality reads, right? Retail, right, you know, perhaps right. as well. Okay, so so it might be a good time to look into those. Um, but then if we talk about surviving the recession, right, which is projected to take place, uh, some say as soon as later this year, some say, you know, sometime middle of next year. So it looks like any sort of, you know, recession elements in the environment could go on for the next 12 to 24 months at least, right? So what other sectors would you say, casting your eye a bit further, right, are more resilient to whatever the economic environment could be uh, in, a, uh, you know, in a downturn? Without so taking far, into consideration they, COVID, even. Yeah. So far, uh, based on the uh, last uh, quarter uh, DPU trend itself, because I, I, I did do a comparison on year, on year comparison itself to see mm. how how mm. how fast the recovery on the REIT sector mm. is now. Actually, seventy five percent of the REIT basically perform a much better uh, on year on year performance. Oh. So there's no single particular sector they are really impacted uh, by the fear so far. So in order to make that conclusion, what would be the impact on the interest rate high impact, the inflation mm. impact, mm. the recession mm. impact on the REIT mm. itself? We mm. we probably need to wait for the next quarterly earnings to. To okay. have some sense okay. on whether they are impacted or not. But personally, okay. I feel that this recession, yeah. the fear of recession or even stagnation, mm. would not be the same as the COVID recession. Because mm. you just compare to COVID recession, COVID recession, we have a total lockdown, mm. no mm. consumption, mm. things mm. are not moving. That is a total stop of the economy, right? Mm. But currently, everyone is traveling out, right? Mm. You can see that uh, uh, the if you are getting busy, if you have chance to really visit all the shopping malls in Singapore, so it's getting so busy, you can't even get a car park. So <laughs> this recession will not be the same as mm. the last recession. Mm. Personally, I feel that uh, REIT will continue uh, to do well, that they are able to withstand mm. Mm. Uh, this shock. Mm. If the REIT can survive uh, from the last COVID recession, they definitely mm-hmm. can survive from this recession. Mm-hmm. Well, there are those who say that there are certain necessities, no matter how high the inflation, no matter what kind of recession, these things will definitely be used. Uh, they're talking about food, talking about energy, and talking about healthcare. Yeah, eventually all these kind of price you, uh, you, you pass through to the consumer because it's a necessity. Okay. Right? Because as long as there's a demand and their consumer needs it, they can pass through a price. Okay. And and uh, that, that's why a, a REIT with a good portfolio 
portfolio and, and with a good location, with a good tenant mix, is very important. Mm-hmm. And also, I think some REITs also have a good spread across the world uh, in terms of the, the properties that they invest in, right? Or own and lease. Right, that's, yeah. right, that's right. Okay, I think we might be getting some listeners to your money uh, quite excited about buying the REITs. So, it might be a good time to go into a bit of the REIT Investment 101. What would you like to remind people to look out for uh, in terms of maybe particular uh, financial ratio? Right, that they should be looking at if they want a more data-driven yeah. sort of people, and maybe what are one or two of the red flags that they should look out for? Yeah, actually, during the bullish market, basically the financial ratio, we don't really need to pay too much attention to too many financial ratio. A few financial ratios mm. do, mm. but especially during this period, uh, read picking is very important because the impact of inflation, the impact of interest rate high have a different degree of impact on the on the DPO for the read itself. So mm-hmm. I classify into three different categories. Okay. The first category will be the basic trade. Basically, all the investors need to know the DPOU, the game ratio, and the price book value. That's a basic trade, very, very basic. Mm-hmm. But in terms of uh, if you want to spot those rates with a good recovery story, whether mm-hmm. their DPO can go back to the pre-COVID, we have to look at the occupancy rate. The uh, occupancy the rate. Yeah, occupancy rate is important mm. because uh, before and after comparison, we need to see whether the, mm. the tenant is coming back, they're able to attract a new tenant, mm. whether they can get a higher rental. Important. So we also need to look at their weighted average lease expiry because that will also have an impact on whether they can pass on the uh, higher rental to the new tenant. Mm. Then, then they, will, they will not be uh, burdened by the, the inflation rate. Mm. And the property yield also important. So this is the second group of the financial ratio look, looking at the DPO recovery. Mm. And third group of the financial ratio is more on the debt management. It is very important for the REIT manager itself. They have a good debt management so that they will not, uh, uh, at the end of the day, uh, affected by all this of increase of cost of debt. So mm. cost of debt uh, is an important indicator plus the percentage of fixed interest rate in their debt profile. Interest coverage ratio, greater average debt uh, maturity, and also percentage of unsecured borrowing. These are more on the debt management index. Okay, what about red flags? Clear red flags? Okay, clear red flags, I would say that at the present moment, any risk, if they do not manage their debt well, they will go into deep trouble. For example, okay. uh, in the rising interest rate environment, if the REIT has very high gearing ratio, mm. high cost of debt, and also very, have very short debt maturity profile. Okay. They may have difficulty to refinance the debt. Because when they have a difficulty to refinance the debt, or they have to refinance the debt at a higher interest rate, mm. and the DPU will be expected. Once the DPU is expected, or the ICR uh, interest coverage ratio drops, that will immediately impact their balance sheet. If the balance sheet impacted, their credit rating will be impacted and they'll probably will be downgrade on the share price. Okay. You know, I can talk to you all day about this, but, I, yeah, but unfortunately, I've got to make way soon for news. So, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much, Kenny, for, yeah. for your time. And I wish uh, you all the best in uh, returning to Singapore from your business trip in JB. May the causeway be clear and smooth for your return journey tomorrow. <laughs> Okay, yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you so much, uh, Mr. Kenny Lowe. Thank you. I was speaking to Mr. Kenny Lowe, REIT specialist and independent financial advisor on investing in REITs.
Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.